0: Hello, it's Christine here with the Express to Impress podcast. This episode is a follow up to the previous episode Feeling Misunderstood Five Phrases to Use When Asking for Clarification. You will learn five new American idioms and phrases in English to grow your vocabulary. As a result, you will be able to communicate better with native English speakers. You won't feel confused when you hear English phrases and we'll keep up with the conversation. As always, you'll get some homework at the end so you can continue to improve your English pronunciation. If you want my tips on preparing for a job interview, I invite you to visit my website for my free five-step job interview preparation checklist. This checklist has already helped thousands of people worldwide perform well in interviews and get jobs they love. To sign up, visit my website at express2impress.com. Listener reviews are the best way to help the show grow. And while hundreds of people listen to the Express to Impress podcast regularly, sadly, there are no listener reviews yet in many countries. For example, the podcast is downloaded frequently in France, Japan, and Brazil but there are no ratings or reviews available in Apple Podcasts for these countries. Please, please, please take a few seconds to rank this podcast or take a minute to leave a review. I would greatly appreciate it. Now, let's begin. All right, I will introduce new phrases and idioms in American English, provide definitions, and share how I use them in the previous episode. First, we have tried and true, and here's how I used it. By the end of the episode, you'll have five tried and true phrases to ask for clarification. Tried and true indicates that something has proven to be effective or reliable in the past. Now we have to have a nickel for something. Here's how I used it. If I had a nickel for every time I spoke up in class as a child and young adult to tell the teacher I didn't understand, I'd be rich. We use this phrase to indicate something happens a lot to a person. Sometimes we use nickel, and other times we say the name of a different coin, like a penny or a dime. Now we have to jump into something. Here's how I used it. I'd like to jump in here. I'm a bit confused. Could you walk me through that again? We say jump in when we want to join a conversation. To jump in means to suddenly say something about a subject someone else is already talking about, especially without thinking about it carefully. Now we have to be lost and here's how I used it. Sorry to interrupt, but I'm a little lost. Could you please explain what you mean? In this context, the idiom indicates that someone is confused. Now we have to get at something, and here's how I used it. I'm still unsure of what you're getting at. Could you be a little more specific? To get at something means to suggest or express something in a way that is not direct or clear, making it difficult for other people to understand. Now you know some of the best common idioms and phrases in English. I encourage you to start using these expressions today. If you're thinking about a job change anytime soon, now is the time to invest in training to reach your goals faster. With my courses, you'll learn how to find jobs, create a standout resume and cover letter, optimize your LinkedIn profile, and perform well in interviews. Among the more than dozen handouts, you'll get an employee benefits exercise, interview questions exercise, and a sample resume. Recently, someone asked me why would they want to pay for my courses when there is plenty of free advice and videos online. I was glad he asked a question that probably many people have. So in case you also have that question, I'd like to share my response. Great question. In some cases, I seek out free advice and videos when I want help with something, and in other cases, I pay to access materials that appear to be of higher quality. In the case of my online courses, I believe they are far higher quality than what you could find online for free. I approached building my courses like a research project, only using the most credible sources, citing where information came from, and most importantly, translating those materials for job seekers. For example, I'm a paid member of the Society for Human Resource Management, and I utilize their materials while building my online courses. The Society for Human Resource Management, also known as SHRM, is the largest HR organization, and it's where hiring managers and recruiters go to learn how to conduct interviews, get interview questions, and so on. Of course, I included tips based on my hiring and coaching experiences, but I believe the most valuable takeaways people get from my courses are the up-to-date research-based tips. After people watch my courses, they tell me how surprised they are by how much useful information is included. So I think it's safe to say my approach has been successful. To check out my courses, I invite you to visit my website at express 2 impress com. Learning takes repetition and implementation, so I'll give you some homework. Listen to this episode again and repeat the words out loud to practice. It will not only expand your English vocabulary, but help you to improve your American English pronunciation, listening skills, and intonation. You will be doing the shadowing technique. If you need a reminder about implementing the shadowing technique, check out my episode, Introducing the Shadowing Technique for English Learning. Thank you so much for listening, and if you found this episode helpful, please remember to share it with a friend. See you next time. Bye!